Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to another episode of Home Visit with Tyler Siski and the Associates. And today we are joined by, I guess we can call him the original associate, the original associate way back. I don't know. I'm starting, I'm starting to lose track here. It's been, it's been a minute. We've been, we've known each other for a while. The man, the myth, the legend. Do we call you, are you still considered a Falcons quarterback? Or are you free agent? Yeah. yeah, Until March. Until March. Um. So until March. (laughs) Until March, quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons, A.J. McCarron. A.J., how we doing, my brother? What up? Doing <laughs> awesome. Glad I'm this here. Is, yeah, this is going to be dangerous with me and you on a podcast. We've never yeah. done anything like this. <laughs> um, and so uh, I want to tell, I wanna tell the, uh, the listeners, I uh, guess, how we met and the story about when we first met. I took a job. I was like a career GA. I was a GA for a long time. Got married and had to get a real job. And I take this job at uh, St. Paul's in Mobile. And I go down there and I get there in like April, you know, so um, I'm like, you know, want to see, you know, what talent we got and all that stuff. And so, you know, I'm looking up, oh, here's a quarterback here. And they said, hey, there's this young kid. He's in seventh grade. He'll be in eighth grade next year. And they just kept talking about this young kid for like three days. That's all I heard about was this young kid that was in seventh grade. And I was like, well, when are we going to see him to do anything? And he's like, well, they play – they play this football game out on the on the uh, skillet, which is like the little rec area up to school. You need to come watch him. So it was Tony Jones was in my ear like nonstop the whole time I was down here about this this kid's gonna be in eighth grade. This kid's gonna be in eighth grade. And so I go up there and there's this little scrawny kid. I mean, I bet he didn't weigh like a <laughs> buck oh six and yeah. was out there spinning it. And that ended up being you, man. I was seven you were in seventh grade. That was two that was April of two thousand and four. That was eighteen years ago, cuz. Yeah, golly. I'm feeling old. You are getting old, but here's the problem yeah. is the older you get, the older I get. Exactly. But how about this? This is what's crazy is like you're now, you're five years older than me when I met you. That's that's how and some and it's really hard for me because in my head sometimes I still picture picture you as the kid that was that was playing ball in the skillet and then right. coaching you. And then I have to, and then we've, we've, we've kind of, our relationships kind of developed and grown over the years, which we'll talk yeah. about. But since I got you on here, you're going to be my co-host today. Um, and, and we're going to start off, we'll tell some fun stories that nobody knows about here in a little bit. But yeah. I know you watched yesterday. I have turned in, you know, I, I was never a really big Bengals fan until you started playing for them. And now I kind of, I, I liked them. And then I didn't like them when you left. And now that Joe Burrow's back, I like Joe. So I'm starting to pull for the Bengals again. How about the Bengals Chiefs game yesterday? Did it take you by surprise or what? Um, it did. Um, I, I I think what surprised me more than anything, 
Um, one, Arrowhead's a tough place to play. Uh, so I knew if they got a big lead, they could run away with it. But, man, I, I was just really shocked uh, with how Pat played the second half. Um, I, I just felt like he was trying to make too much happen rather than just be Pat Mahomes. Just get the ball out, get it to your playmakers, kind of. And, and they didn't, you know, um, help him a ton. Uh, they had some drops and stuff. But I, I was really shocked just to see him have a meltdown like that. Um, Hell, it almost reminded me when I was in Houston and we were up 24 nothing on them uh, to, you know, go to the uh, championship game. And so um, – and we had a complete meltdown too. So uh, it, it was definitely shocking. Yeah, the the thing that, you know, that you – and we talked about a little bit a couple of weeks ago, but, you know, that you see – because I've gotten to where I've, I've able to watch a ton of NFL games, you know, and, and you see, like, this evolution. Like, this year he seems to be taking – you know, everybody's playing too deep, everybody's dropping, and he's been very right. patient all year long. In the first half he went through the same thing. He was going through his read, checking it down when he needed to check it down, yeah. throwing it underneath the whole game. And then in the second half he came out, and it, it's almost like he reverted back to two years ago. He started forcing right. everything deep. And, yeah. you know, you were, and they were dropping, they were dropping eight mm-hmm. a ton. Right. Um, and especially in the red zone, you know, he got into that mode where he was forcing everything. They were dropping eight in the red zone. And then that's when he started, you know, thinking he was Johnny Manziel. He was just running around like a chicken right. head cut off and yeah. uh, couldn't find and started forcing things. So, uh, but you know, you got to give the Bengals credit too, man. I mean, they, oh, yeah. I mean, to, to stop them for what they did, but you know, going back and then the drive that they end up kicking the field goal on to tie it, you saw him mm-hmm. check it down and do those things, mm-hmm. you know, and take what they gave him to to drive down there. But uh, that was the last pick. He was forcing it. You know, it was third down. Yeah. He was pressing and, and right. know, kind of forced it in there. So, but, you know, I was uh, – that was probably a shocker, but I'm glad because I had the Bengals. I picked the Bengals, so it was a good it was a good uh, good Sunday for me. Uh, but Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for the city. Um, hell, it's been since 91, uh, since they've won a playoff game and – uh, to you know, achieve that this year, and how it should have been. Um, it was close to being achieved uh, in 2015. Um, See, we won't even want to talk had, about that we when we had not. the lead. But I, I'm happy for the city. Uh, I really am. It's an uh, organization. Um, I always had a blast there. My my four years there, and uh, but they they definitely got a tough one coming up though. They do, but at the same time, I mean, I think they just played the best team in the league and won on the road. You know, the 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 thing is, is they got to, and you probably know more about this than anybody, but they're going to have money to spend in the off season. They need yeah. to spend it wisely because they got all these rookie, all these young players locked up on rookie contracts. I think if they go and get him some help up front, they got to get him help up front. Yeah, know, offensively, defensive. They need to probably get an edge pass rusher, maybe a corner. But they're there's the safeties are good, the inside guys are good. You know, both D tackles and linebackers. But they need a a legit pass rusher on defense, and they need they need an overhaul up front. But I do have to give them credit. They 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 only gave up one sack yesterday, but that was a little bit. You know, you know it, and I know it. The fans probably don't. Everybody says, "Oh, they only gave up one sack." Well, they were getting rid of the ball. He wasn't. He wasn't able to right. push the ball downfield like he's like Burrow's been doing. Right. Um, and he's not going to be able to do it in two weeks against the Rams with Darnold and 
<laughs> no, no. And so, him and Vaughn, like they they got a. That's what I'm saying. They have a defense in L.A. Uh, I think that's what separates them. That to me, that's why I personally think the Rams are the best team in the league. Um, from an offensive standpoint, now do they lack and the only thing that does hurt them is they don't run the ball great. Yeah. So if Matt has an off day at all, they don't, they struggle on offense. Um, so as long as Matt doesn't turn the ball over and stay smart and kind of just plays a defensive minded, like, Hey, if it's not there, let's end in a punt and let the defense kind of get the momentum back and, and swing it back in our favor. I think they'll be fine. Um, but yeah, that defense. Woo, buddy. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a three-step city here coming up in uh, in about two weeks. But yeah. Uh, Rams and 49ers finished it up. Uh, the uh, I think it's very important for the fans to understand that the 49ers did cover. And I went 2-0 and this past weekend, so I was very excited about that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you can't talk about that, but I can. Yeah. Um, but – you know, the 49ers, uh, really good on defense, both run game and pass game. Probably, I mean, I know what the stats say. I think they're like ranked sixth and seventh. But mm-hmm. they've had guys dinged up. Arguably, probably the most balanced defense statistically in the league. Yeah. Um, and they're good against the run. They're good against I – mean, and they do it with bringing four. They don't blitz a right. lot. Right, right. Um, but, you know, offensively, I mean, they got Debo and they got Ook. And they got – you know, their running game is always going to be good. With, you know, they got George Kittle. Mm-hmm. They got pieces around them. They're and I, I get it. I don't want you to say anything in case he's a friend of yours. I don't want to get you in trouble. But they're, in my opinion, they're a quarterback away from being a, an elite team. Um, and I know I can tell you what the NFL doesn't want to see. The NFL does not want to see Aaron Rodgers going to San Francisco, going home uh, to end his career. If Aaron Rodgers went to San Francisco with what the pieces around him, they would. They may not lose a game. And if you bring uh, Devonte, the Adams, yeah, Ooh. yeah. That would. He, uh, I mean, he's a free agent too. So yeah, uh, like San Francisco. Like, here's what they should do: San Fran. If if you're Lynch, if you're listening, which he's probably not. If I was the GM for the Rams right now, I would say, all right, here's what we're gonna do: I'm giving up my first and second round pick for the next two years. Here you go, Green Bay, or they're free agents now. But maybe you can hit it before the free agency hits. I'll take. I'll take. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, and I'll take Adams right now. Because they're fixing to lose them anyway. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and, get, and beat the crowd to them. Take them, sign them right now. And they they would not lose. I don't know if they would lose a game. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be um, – that would be a deadly combination um, for A-Rod to be in Kyle's uh, offense. I mean, hell, he – I think he fits that offense to a T. Um, and it's home. It's home. Yeah. No, so. I mean, I, I'm I'm with you. And, and if you're, you know, San Fran, if you're, if you're not 100% sold on uh, Trey Lance, then you, you throw that in as part of the, part of the trade or, or Jimmy G, yeah. however you want to do it. Trade them both. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, go that route. So that way you, you free up even more money. But uh, – yeah, that that would be scary. <laughs> that would be. Yeah, that's all I was thinking about in that game last night. But a uh, good game. I'm with you though. The Rams, they got to be. You know, um, it's amazing that Cooper Cup has done what he's done because everybody knows he's getting the ball, um, and he still gets it. I mean, he set the NFL record. Uh, yeah. 
and just what his, his he's done has just been phenomenal. But uh, I'm happy for Stafford though; he finally gets a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. He, he's paid his dues, so he's good. Yeah. While we're on the NFL, I think it was a great. I like to me and you can debate about this, and I, and you mm -hmm. get a unique perspective of it. Okay, yeah. top five NFL quarterbacks of all time. Okay, of all time, not not your age or not your generation. I'm talking about all time. All right, I'm going to give you mine, and this is in no particular order. I just wrote them down, so I don't need anybody telling me I, that my number three should have been number two and all that shit, okay? So my top five in no order is Brady, Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Elway, and Montana. That's who I'm going with, my five. I didn't put you in there. I'm sorry. Oh, I yeah. You're... I love you, though. I'm, I'm going to end this interview right now. Um <laughs> Uh, mine would be Brady, Aaron, because, uh, I think he's just a freak, um, the way he plays the game. Yes, he is. It would be in, in no order for me, but I think if you mention Aaron, you got to mention the guy that taught him everything in Brett Favre. Yeah, I, I, had, I had a tough time not putting him in there. Go ahead. Um, because Aaron wasn't what Aaron is today uh, coming out of Cal. Uh, mm -hmm. I went and watched him his senior year, and Aaron held the ball like a robot and real high, and uh, Brett literally changed him. And uh, so I'd put Peyton in there, and then – You got one more. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of torn between Drew Brees oh. or – Dan Marino. Um, so no Montana. For for me, uh, you, I, I you just straight just slid Montana like to nine. <laughs> no, <laughs> I just I, I I didn't I didn't watch yeah, like you don't I, remember. I, I didn't, yeah, you don't I, remember I in that right in that era. So, um, and I didn't watch. I watched film on everybody else. So the um, game was different. I mean, I get right it. the game he just was won, he won a ton though. No, he did um, for sure, but. Um, and the only thing that you know kills Dan is the fact that he just he never, never got ever. one. Yeah. So, um, and then and then Drew himself, like Drew, I feel like you know just really showed that you didn't have to have uh, a strong arm, um, and, and you know uh, be able to throw the ball like uh, like it was coming out of a cannon so and you didn't have to be a big guy I mean, he was a small yeah guy. yeah right and so uh i feel like he changed the game in a way that's another thing people don't realize about drew Brees. i don't know what he's listed height wise he's not very tall no he's little I mean, yeah, like, he's, he's not me and him me big. and him like <laughs> i mean i'm not a big guy but he, he's not <laughs> he's not overly impressive size wise yeah that's right. but um but he's like listed like six one six two i'm like no 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 Five tenish, yeah, five tenish maybe, right? Um, but anyway, all right. So I, I debated. We're moving on. We're going. We're going to get in some funny stuff that nobody knows about. So um, this is going to be fun. All right. Try not to. Try not to say. We, we're going to try to like. We're going. We're going naturally before we start this. Which will let you know we're going because my, I know my mom's listening. Mm -hmm. So and she gets on me sometimes. So we're going naturally bleep out the words before we start. <laughs> All right, so just keep in mind that my mom is listening, okay? Yeah. She doesn't know some of this stuff. And so when she she does hear me getting on people, like it in coaching stuff, she gets mad at me. So keep that in mind, all right? 
So <clears throat> I had about four stories that we were going to tell me, and we decided before we taped which one we were going to tell. Yeah. All right. So you and I had like uh, it was a very unique relationship that we had. Um, you know, I had a position meeting room of one for a while, and then it was like, uh, and then so we it was like me and you, man. Endo. It was it was fun. Yeah. So we we like to rib each other and compete. We still compete, but so there was a, we were playing a team that we were much better than in Mobile named BC Rain. Okay, and I was in the box. And I don't remember why I got mad. I was trying to think back of why I got mad. I don't remember what you did, but you did something. Oh, I do. All right, what'd you do? <laughs> you made me mad in the middle yeah. of a series. What'd you do? Well, I, it was one of those games like, all right, hey, we're going to uh, run the ball and, oh. you know, build up the stats um, for the running back. <laughs> and, and I was tired of handing the ball off. And we had went like three and out one time. And we, that's what it was because we didn't punt for like four, five weeks. Yeah. And you did something that made us punt. That's what it was. No, no. It, it, we got stuck in a third and long. They brought the house. I, I ended up either getting sacked, throwing it away, something. You got sacked and instead so I, of hitting the open man. That's what it was. You took a sack. And so I was pissed. Come to the sideline and put the headset on. We're going over the thing. And uh, finally, I had just. I was like, you smarted hey. off. Yeah, you I was smarted like, off. How, how about we we start throwing the effing ball instead of running it? <laughs> you said, do what? <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said, we're calling all these run plays. Let's stop. Let's throw the ball. What are we doing? That's, that's when I that's when I went black. Yeah. And you said, Let, yeah. how about let's throw the effing ball instead of run it? And I may or may not have said this is allegedly. You know, allegedly is a great word. <laughs> I allegedly may have said, how about I call the effing plays and you yeah. run the effing plays? <laughs> and then you – I can't remember what else you said. It said something, and then I said, I said, F this. And then we, all the coaches were on the headsets. You know, it was, it was well, you know, this isn't like the I took the line. headset off too. Yeah, and I said, you took the headset off. I started like, yelling from the press box. Press box. What the – Put the effing headset, headset on from the press box. And this is an open-air deal, right? Yeah. So right. we got all these fans. And I mean, and they're between me and you and in the high school game. And I said, put the effing headset on, yelling from the press box. And you ignored me. And so I said, and then you get the headset back on. I said, that's fine. That's how you're going to act. I said, warm Scott up. So Scott Martin was our backup at that time because Jake was like a freshman. Jake Coker, I think, was a freshman at the time. So he wasn't ready. So Scott Martin, who's ironically Jake's cousin, must be good bloodlines. So he was our backup quarterback at that that time, and I said, "That's fine. Warm Scott up. I don't need you. We got plenty of other players." <laughs> and and so we're sitting there, and and I'm I'm still undressing you, and yeah. I'm not I'm not in a good mood as I get. I was cranky. I'm, I'm I've grown to be much softer, by the way. Do you know that I've 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 gotten as I've gotten older, I've gotten softer. And so well, as kids. Scott Martin, poor old Scott Martin's warming up on the sideline, <laughs> and then we, we got, got a sudden change, got an interception. And then right in the middle of me cussing you out, I said, okay, here we go. Let's go Rockets Red for Vert. Rockets Red for Vert. Let's just get it. Let's cut the throat right here. And you just put your helmet on. And that's when. That's how we, that's how we, that's how we did it. That's how then. we did it. That was, that was a hundred percent. That was, uh, man, I can remember that just like it was yesterday. It was literally like I saw the interception happen. And then in the middle of like going off on me, like, all right, here we go. <laughs> 
just go out on the field and just start going back to it. But, and then uh, you don't know this part. Um, I think it was Thomas Smith, our offensive line coach. So you yeah. got your helmet on. You started going back out there, and you go. He goes, hey, you want me to put Scott in the game? I said, no, he's fine. Leave him going. He's <laughs> but I will say Great. this. Like, you were a guy that, from a coach's standpoint, you got to find a way to motivate your players. Yeah. Um, I figured that out with you pretty early. I could get – you could take hard coaching, and I think you – and we'll talk about that in a little bit. You probably take hard coaching better than any player I've ever been with. Um, now, it was a lot easier because, you know, you grew up like that. Your dad's hard yeah. on you. You know, and then mm-hmm. you got it with me, and then you got it with uh, Coach Saban. And, I mean, you, you've – and then Bill O'Brien, you've you've had it in your career. Now. Yeah. You, you've had yeah. some guys, and that's, that's how you respond. And, you know, I, I tell, you know, uh, you're one of those that there was no – I couldn't give you two inches because if I gave you two inches, you would take a mile. Yeah, uh, we, I debated on. We were debating on telling the story. I did yell at you from one other time in the press box, and we. Mm-hmm. I was debating on telling the story how uh, we were practicing two minute drill in a game that we were up on, and you decided to throw a go route on fourth and four uh, just to pad your stats because we were going in the game and it was incomplete. Um, that wasn't a good. Yeah, it should have been caught though. It was, <laughs> you it, overthrew Destin, him. You Destin, overthrew no, him. No, it, it hit off his hands. Dustin was a. Sh- uh, literally almost caught everything. He was um, nine yards behind the guy, and you overthrew him. Yeah, but it, the you ball just could have thrown a little two ball in there. You just could have thrown a little two ball in there, and it'd been perfect. You, instead, you threw it. You know, and the thing is, I, we we said it in the huddle. I was like, "Hey, if they rotate back down to the right over here, to the three man side, I'm coming to you. I'm gonna look this way. I'm throwing." He's like, all right, and so <laughs> they literally just everything happened like we said, and then. I just kind of threw it, and uh, man, I wish. But yeah, you were definitely. Have I, have I, I don't know if I've ever told you this. You know what? Really, do you know why I was really pissed off that about that whole deal? And if you're not watching this on video and you're on the podcast, you got to get on the video version to see what I'm about to do. This is what like set me off. I'm in the press box. I saw them rotate, and I saw your eyes go to Destin. That shouldn't have yeah. been where you were going, by the way. And, and just for the record, the the. The I forgot what you even called that route. The cross face route by number two, which is where you're supposed to go, with the ball was uncovered, okay, and where you're supposed to go with the ball. But this yeah. is what pissed me off is when you looked at Destin and you came set and you got your hands ready to call for the ball. You pause for a second and you look and you make eye contact with me in the press <laughs> box, like all right, and I'm like you little shit. I was like, you little shit, you're about to do this. And, and, and like, you looked at me like, ha, 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 this is what I'm about to do. And then, and then, um, yeah, that, that was, that's what set me off is you actually made, you, you took the time in the middle of before you took the snap to look over and make eye contact with me before you did what you needed to do. That's like your kids. Now you got three kids. So it's like your yeah. kids looking at you right before they know they're going to do something. They still do it just to spite mm-hmm. you. So yeah, that was that one. That was, right. uh. That was fun. I'm going to tell you one more one more quick story. I had you early. Um, I'm probably going to make some people mad when I tell this story. Uh, I don't know if I've told you this or not. So I knew you were talented. Um, I had you. You know, you started as a freshman, but when you first came to came to me, what we would do is we had a senior quarterback, right? And so mm-hmm. what we would do is uh, you and Pat Brown, who's now flying A10s uh, for the Air Force, yeah. um, great athlete, but he was a senior and you were a freshman. And so what we would do is we would play, we would go, all right, you got two, you got two series, you got two series, and whoever has the hot hand will continue to play. Right. And so I knew you were talented and I knew I had to do that. I was forced to do that by the guy who was the head coach at the time. And yeah. so um, but I really wanted you to be my guy. 
because I could do more stuff in the offense uh, when you were in there than I could with the mm. other one. I don't know if I told you this or not, but this is probably – I'm going to make a lot of people mad uh, by saying this, but I used to sabotage the play calls when Pat was in the game. <laughs> so he wouldn't have the hot hand, and then I would right. then I would like – to make your super easy, you know, to get yeah, so I'm yeah. like, look, I mean, he's hot, you know, he's throwing yeah. but <laughs> I may or may not have called the protection backwards uh, a few times. Um, oh God! <laughs> did you know that? No. Yeah, I, I would call. I would set the formation into the field and set the protection back to the boundary, and and so they just bring you know strong pressure and just tattoo right. us. You know, we'd have nobody there and. Yeah, I did that. I did that a few times. So I sabotaged awesome. the play calls on purpose, and then we call like they'd be like a dead cover two team, and I call like hitches into cover two. You know, right. I, I would just I would completely sabotage uh, the play calls. And uh, but you know, awesome. so when you get out there, I would I would ease them up a little bit so we could keep you in the game. You didn't know that, well, did hell. you? No, I didn't. But that's awesome. Uh, you think you think you think Pat's gonna be pissed when he hears this? <laughs> I, I, for, Pat, probably not. His mom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his mom's going to be really pissed. Miss Michelle's going to be pissed when she hears this. Yeah. Yeah, so, sabotage play calls. Nice. But, yeah. But we still won the game, so it didn't matter. I mean, we won the game. Yeah. That's all that counts. I mean, hell, we, we brought them their first state championship, so. Yeah. And they've been doing pretty good since, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. So, all right, so let's, uh, the, the last thing I will tell that, you know, this is, a re- we talk a lot of recruiting on here. Um this is something that happened with you that kind of, you know, and all the people that, especially Ole Miss fans, I've done some interviews in the past and things like that about how much I think the the rankings a lot of times are complete bullshit. I do. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, you have a strong opinion of this. And I believe I've told this on the story. I don't know if I have or not. I keep saying that, but I don't remember. But so you're, you really opened my eyes with this ranking stuff. So when the first time that, the first time that uh, Rivals recruiting rankings came out, you were like in the beginning of all this craze, right? So when you were coming mm-hmm. out of high school, it started to get get popular. And I remember like your your junior year was like the first time they did like an advance, you know, deal. Mm-hmm. And so, what was your ranking like your when you when it first came out? Wasn't you like the number three overall player in America? Is that my right? I, that? I, I can't remember. It was up there. Um, I mean, you were top ten, I, maybe. I don't know. You were one of the top yeah. players in the country, right? Yeah, on, on rivals, and it was rivals, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll make sure I don't get sued on this deal. I think it was rivals. Yeah, yeah. So, and at the time, you and you're young for your uh, age, or like you were young, um, like you you went you graduated early. I mean, not right. early like December, but you were a year ahead of where you're supposed to be. Right. So I believe at the time you're like 15 years old, and you're about to be a, in your junior season, right? Mm-hmm. And we got a good team, and I think that was year we ended up winning it. We got a good team. Uh, you're being, you know, heavily recruited already, and you come to me and you're like, Coach, I was like, you said, this is ridiculous. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I mean, these guys call my phone all night, all hours of night from all these different schools wanting to do interviews. And it's like you were, you were telling me it was taking up too much of your time. And mm-hmm. I remember saying, look, I think it's good that you do interviews, okay? I think you should do those, but let's set up a time because – well, people, we had your schedule set up where you basically, you were with me for like two hours a day during school day. Mm-hmm. Um, when we would watch film and meet and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you didn't like to lift weights back then. So we, yeah, I took care of you. Um, yeah. <laughs> as long as you threw it right, I was okay. But, um, yeah. 
anyway, I said, let's one hour a week. Let's set this aside. It was like 1230, 30, whatever it was mm-hmm. um, for you to do your interviews that time. And so you were like, yeah, that's a good idea. So I called. I don't remember who it was, so I don't want to get anybody in trouble at Rivals. They've probably long gone. But I called the head guy. And I said, hey, look, can we do interviews for AJ every Tuesday from like 1230 to 1.30? He'll do every interview you want from 1230 to 1.30 every Tuesday. And the guy was pissed. Do you remember that? No, I don't. I don't. So he was pissed because you were supposed to do an interview lines. with him. You were supposed to do an right. interview with him. And I was like, he'll do it on Tuesday at 1230. And he was so pissed that you dropped the next day in the rankings yeah. to number 100. Like, he knew yeah. he couldn't take you out of the top 100, but you went from, like, I think you were top 10. Like three yeah, just sick in my head for some reason, but you went from, like, number three or eight, whatever it was, to number 100 the next day. Yeah. That's I, when I, I knew it I was. remember that part, yeah. And then you came in all pissed at me because I got you dropped in the rankings. <laughs> Hell, back in, in the day, you think those rankings mean everything, and then as you get older, you're like, that didn't mean shit, but uh, yeah. yeah, that was uh, that. That's when I knew, like, all right, well, the ranking system's so rigged uh, from from their aspect that it really doesn't even matter. And hell, I, I don't think I ever climbed back up, really. Yeah, I think you graduated from that spot. They refused. Yeah, to right. I think they they kept me there. They refused me, even though you finished runner-up for the Heisman Trophy. That that yeah. that wasn't good enough. You you stayed one hundred. Uh-huh. They don't want it. They yeah. wouldn't. Usually, they like change the rankings to make it look like they knew what they were doing. Nope. No. You made them mad. So yeah. All right, you've been you've been in the NFL now. How many years are we in now? Like eight, nine? What are we on? Eight. Going God. into next year will be nine. You got any gray coming in yet? I'm sure I do. I mean, hell, dealing with three some. three boys. Oh yeah. Well, I don't have any on the on the beard, but. I'm sure somewhere in my head. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So what advice, cause you've been through it and you, and you went through the ringer. What, what, what advice would you give a rookie quarterback coming to the NFL right now? Like if you just give one, one quick piece of advice, what would you give them? Yeah, I, I think the uh, biggest thing is it's a extremely long season, especially now that we play in another game. Um, and learning quick how to take care of your body, whether that's, you know, having a team that helps you out um, or a vet um, that you kind of learn from and see, hey, you know, this guy's in year 15. Well, how how have you lasted? How, how is your body still feeling good? Uh, because a lot of times that's what ends guys' careers early is just the fact that their their body can't take it anymore. Um, so I, I think whatever you can do to kind of prolong the, uh, you know, the, the process of, of body just going down on you. Um, Father time is undefeated. Yeah, for Untied sure. Untied and um, unscored upon. Yeah. And uh, I, I would say that is the biggest thing because everything else you're going to learn as you go. You know, I, I got a question because I, I don't know if I've even asked you this. Who, who, and like you, because you've been around, you know, in Cincinnati, had a stand in Buffalo, mm-hmm. then you went to Oakland, Houston, and now in Atlanta. What, who was like, what vet, I guess, kind of like helped you the most, like advi- advised you and gave you the most advice? And I, one, I, I was blessed to be around a great QB coach, Ken Zampezi, uh, yeah. his dad's famous coach. Um, 
for uh, the air raid deal, I think, with the Chargers back in the day. But um, he, he, he really just helped me kind of – now, Zamp is over the top, like – just worries about everything uh and back in the day like you know if this is a three-step drop like you got to take three and and let it go like you you can't hesitate or you can't take extra hits or whatever um but he he really just helped me um early in my career him and and, uh Hugh Jay um were great dudes to work with and and really uh taught me a lot And, and Hugh was you know, more of the relaxed, like, hey, just go out and play your game. So I, I was able to kind of get it both ways. Um, and I would think them, you know, Andy was was great for me, but Andy, it took Andy a while. And I've told Andy this before, so it's nothing new. But I don't know if Andy didn't trust me early. And, hell, and I was young and hadn't seen enough games. But I think once I played, when he got hurt, and then I played and, and took over. Andy really, uh, for the re- you know remaining two years after that, really trusted me, and our relationship, uh, you know, grew extremely uh, well. Uh, but so, it, of course, Andy was another another great one uh, that that really helped me. The uh, yeah, that's that's it. I don't know if I ever asked you that. I don't. I was yeah. kind of curious. I just got brought up thought of it right then. So. But here's the really important question I want to ask you is, how old do I have to get before you can beat me in golf? Is this, do I have to move up to the senior tees? Or what what age group do we do I have to be in? Do I have to like, do I have to be like the up front tees and the senior citizens now, listen, before you can start it, beating it, me in golf? Listen, I, I don't <laughs> want to. Ex- now, we'll talk about it because now Siski can hit it a country mile. Now, where that country miles directed towards all the time, like yeah, he, it could be right, left, it doesn't yeah, matter. He he doesn't know. Um, I've admitted that on such on this podcast, just so you know. I, I don't now when you're be, on, you're on. I will give you that. I can um, go low when I uh, that, and I told him this, and you can back this up. I don't. I, we were yeah. just talking a few weeks. I think it was Matt Wales we were interviewing. I said, look, a lot of people accuse me of sandbagging because I can go out there and look really bad, and people and mm-hmm. I and like. I could literally go out right now and say I'm a 15 handicap and people yeah. will be like, and, and like I could legit play that. But then when I go shoot a 77, they're going to be like, that's bull crap. You're not a 15 handicap. <laughs> yeah, right, like, right. I, no, I can be, you know, yeah. I can be. It's just very, I mean, I've admitted such that the white stakes are not my friend. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm the same way. Um, hell, there's been days uh well especially over the past couple of years when i got a swing coach and uh so you cheated you didn't go now na- i'm all natural you cheated and went to coaches listen natural. i i i i went all natural i went as natural as you freaking go because my first clubs were your old club mizuno blades that's right i gave you your first set of clubs. way too small for me uh, that was fun and you hit those things for a long time because i'm a i'm yeah. a midget Okay, I, I don't know if that's PC or not. I'm a short person. I'm calling myself that, so I guess it's okay. And you're out there at six four, trying to bend over and hit my little clubs, and you yeah. hit them for a long time until yeah, you made I money. Did. Yeah, and, and and the fact that they're blades, like when you first start playing, like, hey, you got to be a hey, you got to be a baller. <laughs> that's it's going all, all the way in, right? So, 
you gotta be able. To, you never, you never could figure out why the ball kept going left or right on you so much. Yeah, right. I was wondering why it felt like it was a a Eastern Redline bat with the BBs at the end of the cap, and my hand was stinging every time. I'm like, what in the hell is going on? But um, I didn't think I, I've definitely gotten a lot better. You have. I did not think you would ever pick up golf. Okay, because I know a fact about you that nobody, maybe the only the very few that are very close to you know is you hate doing, and what's funny is my wife is like this too, by the way. Yeah. You hate doing anything that you're not going to be the best at. And yeah, so, yeah. It, like, that's why in early in, your, early in your career, that's why you didn't like the weight room because yeah. you didn't want to go in there and these dudes were doing better, all, all the pressing this weight and all that stuff. And then we started playing golf. You were so bad and you are hitting those, <laughs> those blades. That was yeah. awesome, by the way. And you're like, oh, I, oh, I can't hit it straight. And I can, you, what you could do, you're a great athlete. You play baseball, basketball, that stuff. Yeah, right. Um, but, but, uh, and drafted in baseball. I probably should give you some love on that. You got drafted in baseball. The Yankees, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, do you even I know who drafted who it you? Was. Yeah, I can't remember. I, I just remember having to call like a bunch of teams, um, telling them that I was sticking, you know, to football, but I was supposed to play baseball in college and then that didn't work out with the uh, Saban. So, <laughs> what? Huh? Yeah. What? <laughs> we'll get we'll get the we'll get the we'll get the old Nick Harris minute. Um yeah. but you know, you don't like playing you don't like doing anything that you're not the best at, and then you stuck with it, and to your credit, it is the only thing I've ever seen you like work through that yeah. you, that you like you you decided you were gonna you were gonna get good at it. And every year, and and that's why I was joking, but every year we play play, you get a little bit better, a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You used to have this butterfly cut. That you, yeah. you you start on left and it would end up in the middle of the fairway. You hit it straight. You got rid of that. You start to get yep. a little distance. Do you yep. how or how about this? How how old do I have to be before you can hit it out there with me? Listen, I I don't. I still got old man strength. Yeah, I I I don't try to create uh, two hernias uh, every time <laughs> I, I I swing the golf club. Mine is you got just, a career to worry about. <laughs> yeah, mine is just hey, let's hit this pure smooth. Like I just want my little draw to it. Uh, the fact that I'm trying to demolish the uh, golf ball, um, yeah, I, that I'm gonna leave that for you. I am a, a scramble guy, though. Um, I, you want me on your team in a scramble? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'm a scramble you know, guy. I, I'm a. I'll, I'll put it there. Like I'll, I'm gonna hit it good, but I'm I always not gonna go last. Absolutely crush it. Yeah, and I, I'm just gonna put us in. And uh, now when it comes to the wedges, like that's. Uh, my game from, you know, 150 in putting. Um, that's where I've really just grown. So like we, what people don't realize is me and you in a scramble, I think uh, me and you in a scramble, we're okay. But if it's me and you and uncle Tony in, in the, in the, uh, oh, yeah. in the scramble, we're undefeated because if we yeah. don't make the score, uncle Tony's going to pencil whip the rest of the tournament. We'll be, we'll, me and you'll be walking off pissed off because we par we we birdied a, a par yeah. five and we'll get back in the clubhouse and be like coming in at twenty three under, like yeah, Uncle Tony he he will pencil with the rest of us. So I guess we're getting all kinds of trouble now. All the people oh, down God. in Mobile they're going they're never gonna let you play in a scramble ever again or yeah, they'll let they, you play they won't let Tony play anymore. Right, they're gonna be pissed. All right, I've seen you. Um, I remember one time I want to say uh, I know what game it was. Uh, we had a comeback at McAdory on the road. I think you were a sophomore, and you got yeah. hit, and you were you were peeing blood for a while. You took some hits. Uh, they were mm-hmm. playing cover zero, and I told you just hold on to it as long as you could. And we'll get open. Uh, what's the hardest hit that you ever took 
Like the guy who who's hit you the hardest? Can you remember like a the hardest hit you ever took? The one that always, whenever people ask me that, the one that always comes to mind is um, Von Miller. Um, it was the Monday night game. It was like cold 15. outside too? No, oh, it's freezing. It was like – I remember that one. 16 degrees. So it was my first ever – you know, that whole year I started. So I, my first game starting was against San Fran, who had unbelievable defense playing at home. Like they they had a terrible record, but playing at home, they hadn't allowed anybody over twenty one points all year at home. Um, I mean, they still had a crazy defense. They had uh, Bowman at linebacker. Um, uh, who was the other really good linebacker? Um, uh, yeah, but there. Damn, um, but Navar Bowman. I remember walking up the first time, first play for that, and. Uh, he walked up as I was getting under center and just like said something and pointed at me. And I was like, shit, he is huge. (laughs) Please God don't kill me. Um, But, uh, and then second game was the coldest game I've ever played in. It was like 16 degrees at kickoff, something like that in Denver. Um, You don't like the cold. Like I don't like the cold, but you don't like the cold. Yeah, and I've gotten golf. used to it now, but yeah, I, I absolutely hated uh, the cold. And so um, I, I just remember uh, I, I would, because I, I wet my towel so I can, I, I just don't lick my fingers. Um, and I, I would, every time I'd wet my towel, we'd go out and we're two plays in, it's a solid block of ice. Um, it, I, it, I was just dumbfounded that game. That was Peyton Manning was on the other side, right? Um, yeah, and and he was hurt that game, and uh, Brock Osweiler was uh, quarterback. Right. But they had the number one number one defense in every category that game. Uh, they had eight Pro Bowlers that year. Um, That's the year they won it all. But we're beating them. We're up seventeen three at half. Uh, we had thrown it the whole first half, and uh, we started running it a lot in the second half, trying to run the clock out. I bet you didn't tell Hugh to freaking throw the ball instead of run the ball. No, I didn't. <laughs> um, I, I didn't have the pull at, at that point. I was kind of just uh, just playing. But uh, we the the second half, we had a big third down. We were backed up. I think we were inside our own ten yard line, um, and uh, we were in trips right. We called. Uh, Trips right, three jet, Delta. Delta was our all go. I had Mohamed Sanu at number three, and uh, they nice went into a – well, they went into a cover two deal, and I first caught it, moved the, the mic a little to the left, and then I came back to peak uh, Sam, and – try to just give him a quick shoulder and I was just going to kind of throw it a little blind, but I knew Mo was going to be in the middle right there. It was third and 14. And, uh, and as I'm doing that and I, I go to give the shoulder, I see, I mean, you, up front they had uh, DeMarcus Ware on one side, Von Miller on the other side. They had uh, Jackson and then somebody else inside. Well, they had put, Demarcus and Vaughn on the same side, on the mm. right side, and I'm like, so I see them. I see it all happening as I'm going back. I can kind of tell, and I see him running a stunt, 
Well, the center goes left, and Vaughn loops, and I can't remember who was, maybe Clint or somebody, got hung up riding the uh, inside guy out, and Vaughn is looping right up the middle just untouched. And I'm like, oh, this ain't going to be good. So at this time, this is the second half, remind you, we came out, we went in at halftime, and um, it was night at this point. We came out in the second half. It literally felt like I stepped on another planet. Like, it it was so cold. I, 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 I literally couldn't move. Um, I remember one time, like, we got a turnover or something, change of downs, and they literally – I waited to the last possible second when he was calling the play to get off the bench, the heated <laughs> bench, because uh, I was so cold. But um, – and, and I see Vaughn just coming, and I know, like, I'm just going to have to take this this shot. Um, That's a good feeling. And I – oh, it, I literally – I still, if I cough too hard, I might have a little chest pain from Vaughn, but uh, – he just decleated me. My helmet, I was literally looking up through the holes of my chin strap. Um, and when I was laying on the ground, and uh, yeah, I remember he was like, uh, Jay, you good? And I was, uh, at least it was nice of him to check on me because he probably thought I was dead. But uh, yeah, he checked yeah, on me. He just asked you if he was all right. Yeah. So, um, but no, that was definitely I'd have to say one of the hardest hits I've ever taken. I remember that one. I do yeah, remember was, that one because that was like one of those you saw was coming, and then yeah, you don't have a choice. It's just no, no choice. Big boy britches on, take it. Right, you, know? you got to. All right, so you and I also have you know we got a lot in common. I think that's why we get along so much. But one good thing that you and I have in common is we've both had our ass ripped many a time. Oh yeah, by the greatest football coach of all time, and that's Nick Saban. So, um, I've never told mine on here, but what's the best ass ripping that you ever took from Coach Saban? What's the, what's the one that you just that you won't ever forget? Well, the, the one that always comes to mind, and if anybody ever watching this asks Coach about it, hopefully he remembers it, but we were in practice. Um, and you know the the OCs I had with McElwain and, and Nuss. Well, they both would let Saban just get under their skin. And they would just get so – Matt would just get mad and would go into the dumps. Um, Nuss would just worry about everything. <laughs> and, and Nuss is one of my good friends, love him to death. Uh, yeah, the Cowboys, awesome. quarterback's coach for the Cowboys now, for those yeah. that don't know. And, uh, and so – we were in practice. Um, this is, I think, spring ball. And uh, they were working on certain blitz um, blitz packages. And I had seen all their blitzes. And so at this point, this is my senior year. And at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I mess with them all the time. I, I would, you had a lot I mean, of leverage at that time. Yeah. I, I mean, you had, I would, no, you I would, had no worry that you were not going to be the quarterback. Right, and so okay. I mean, even when we did Bama Jacks, like I'd break it down and and jump on his ass and and call him <laughs> out, and uh, and he would get pissed or he would smile, like he would act like he was pissed. But um, 
they they were working on this blitz and I and I didn't know what blitz they were working on, but I, I can see it. I'd seen it for many years. And uh and so I'm like, you know what? Uh and we were just getting just ringed. Because oh, yeah, he scripts. Did you know that he's yeah, like he he scripts like for defensive success? So like you, yeah. he was trying to script you. We get pencil whipped all the time. Yeah, that happens Bad. anytime you play for a, a defensive minded coach. Like practice is just gonna, and, and practice was never good if the offense did good that day. No, it was like, the worst practice ever. Worst, and, and so only if the defense was successful against our yeah. offense, which they should have been. Um, was a practice. Yeah, you wouldn't have a first good. down all week. You wouldn't have a first right. down all week in practice, and he was like, we're going to kill them. We're great. Yeah, I'm like, well, exactly. I don't know how we're going to score points, but we'll go ahead. Right. Um, and so uh, I'm like, at this point, it's towards the end of practice, and I'm tired of it. And, and we're doing one of the last periods, and uh, it was it was a throwing period. And, uh, and so we lined up. It, it might have been like Trips Wright, Joe Bama. And I all see right, the blitz. Hey, all right, so we got we – got, let me explain to the fans what that is, okay? So, Jill Bama is going to be the number – the inside guy, the number three guy is going to run a little pivot route off off the – I guess that would be the Sam in a 4-3 structure, mm-hmm. the outside backer. And the number two guy is going to run a dig, like a 15-yard in right behind it, and you're going to hit the window between the Sam and the Mike. The two uh, – the far right backer, you're going to hit the window with the with – the, uh, dig and you have alert on the outside so go ahead yeah and so and they had been playing it and uh and so i'm like screw it i said uh i'm just gonna change the play and so we get up there i see it them starting to move i can tell what they're gonna do um and so i change the play and i hit cooper kevin or somebody for a huge play um it, it was like a 40-yard game. So we run down, and we were backed up almost. We were on like the five-yard line. And so hit them. We start moving. It was like move the ball period. We're running down, and uh, we run another play. Well, then the next play, it was like stop the clock situation. So I knew him and Kirby were going to come up with a blitz whenever the clock was stopped. So I get up there, do a dummy cadence, kind of see it. And uh, change the play again. And so at this point, I hit him for another one. So we flipped the field. Like, I think we scored or whatever. Saban's going off. He's going off on us first. And then uh, he goes off on me. And so he's like, gosh, damn it, AJ. Like, fucking period's not about you. Like, it's not about you. Like. We're, you know, we're we're trying to work on things like stop the shit, stop it, and uh, so I, I kind of you know went back at him a little bit, like uh, like what the hell, we're sitting here getting killed, like we're not getting anything out of it, like I understand you're working on blitzes, but I'm not, we're not just gonna sit here and take it in the game. I wasn't sitting here and take it, like we're gonna change it. So we start. He was like, shut up, shut up. So. Calls the play. Nuss comes up to the huddle. Calls the play. Next play, and uh, and so don't change it. Don't change it. Yeah, Nuss is like, AJ, please God, please God, don't don't change the play right here. Okay, just please don't change it. I'm like, All right, I got you. I got you. And so he calls in the play and go up, and 
I told him, I said, listen, I'm not going to say anything out loud. I'm just going to, I'm just going to hand signal the audible. And, uh, and so saving, I see another blitz coming and they switched it, uh, swapped it from the other side. And, uh, and so I changed the hand signal. We hit him for a, a go ball or something deep and he runs all the way down scores. Saban is going absolutely nuts. Like, has called practice, uh, and he was losing it. And, uh, hell, I, I got brought up to the office, me and Nuss, after, and um, got our asses chewed some more. But By the way, uh, do you know who else got their ass ripped on that day because of what you did? No. Me. You. <laughs> yeah. Because I was totally not involved. Yeah. But this is just how it was. And, and we were in there watching film uh, recruits or something later on that night. And he was, and he was still fuming about it. He was still pissed yeah. about it. And then he goes, "It just, it must, it must have been the way he was taught. I don't know who coached or brought that son bitch up. It must have been the way." And so yeah, I got my ass retired too. So yeah, that was. Th- I appreciate you. I meant to tell you that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. But Any you know, all kidding aside, is like, and and fans need to know this too. That was like his personality. Oh, I yeah. love the guy. Like it was never like he never made it even as bad as he could get on you. If you didn't, like, you, you could take it, like, some people could take it the wrong way and be done with it. But it was almost like, I mean, he forgot about it two seconds later and loved yeah. you to death. I mean, he, he's just, yeah. he, he's a, uh, it was almost where it was funny. Like, it was almost like a, um, it was awesome when he got fired up. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, mm-hmm. made, it made practice, it made work, it made everything kind of lively, gave oh, some juice. So, right, yeah, 100%. And, and hell, I mean, me and him uh, have always gone back and forth, but um, I, I think to me, and this is just my opinion, but from a college standpoint, I think it's the uh, – how I'd put us up there with the greatest runs from a head coach to quarterback over a, um, you know, uh, sustained success in, in college football three, history. In five years, you won three. You won 19, 11, and 12. And then uh, that, that's I mean, look at you. You're turning into a regular old broadcaster. Here we go. You just teed me up for my next question. So, yeah. of those, so you were at Alabama 9, 10, 11, 12, and 13. Mm-hmm. All right. What was the best Alabama team that you that you played on while you were there? The best team that 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 you think? From an all around standpoint, it's 2010. Um, when we had three losses. Um, which blows my mind. You know, we went at 09. Everybody we had, back. yeah, had damn near everybody back um, and lose three three games that year. Um, I, haven't Carolina, him, I haven't LSU asked you. I haven't asked you. Somebody else. Yeah. You, it was Auburn, South Carolina, and LSU. Yeah, Auburn, South. Yep. yep. I haven't asked him since, obviously, since, because I think the 19 or 20, or maybe it was a 20 team, I don't know. 19 and 20, he had a good. Good, two good teams, but um, I haven't asked him. This twenty team was so good, but when I, you know, up until recently, he would tell you the same thing that his best team. He he that one that two thousand ten season still eats on him a little bit too. Um, yeah, and then the thirteen team. I know you probably had the most weapons around you that you had uh, any year. Um, mm-hmm. And then the fans know because I, you know, it, it scarred me. We'll talk about the kick six in a second, but. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to, which I can't believe we're talking about it. Like I, I'm really, 
I, I think I'm, I may ta- have taken – I may take that the hardest. I, I don't know. That was uh, – I don't oh, – I can't believe we're going to talk about that. See, I, that's how much I love you. Is I'm, going, I'm going to talk about it. I refuse to talk about it. I still haven't watched it, but we'll talk about it in a second. All right. I want, I want to – so, I will say this. In um, I've been around a bunch of them, coached a bunch of them. You know, you were one of my first ones. But you're a tough dude. Uh, you played through a lot of pain. Um, I, let's tell a little story that nobody knows about that – I bet you there's not five people on this planet that know this story. Um, but let's talk about uh, you're playing Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Your junior year, sophomore year, I can't remember, Alabama. I don't remember which one. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, sophomore year. It was my so, first year. So Sorry. you're a starter. And a lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of things that people don't know is Nick likes to have quarterback hold, okay, for, mm-hmm. for field goals. All right. And you were the holder that year as well. Uh, yep. Let's let's go through the fake field goal and the events leading up to the fake field goal that fans are really, like I said, there's probably me, you, Nick, and maybe uh, Jeff Allen are probably the only people that know the story. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, we were playing Arkansas at Bama. Uh, it was the, I think, um, third game of the year, but it was the seventh play of the game. There was a third down. I had taken off, it was like third and eight or something, taken off for the first down, trying to run and get it. I end up like a yard short. And I got hit in the in the thigh, but I was kind of diving. And so I got hit in the thigh and then hit again to where I landed on my shoulder in an awkward position. Um. I knew something was wrong with my shoulder because my shoulder pad was literally like sticking up a little this way. So I, I'm thinking like when I got up, I'm like, damn, I just broke my collarbone. And uh, luckily, the the linebacker that hit me for Arkansas um, broke his arm. And, uh, and so there was an injury timeout for him. We go to the sideline, Mike Williams, who was uh, tight end for us, I said, Big Mike was standing by me. I said, Mike, I said, uh, I said, put your hand on my shoulder pad and feel this. <laughs> he does like that. He said, Oh, I said, I think I broke my collarbone. He said, Something's messed up. We got to tell the trainer. I said, No, we ain't telling the trainer. I said, Shut up. Just come here. And, uh, and Saban comes over to me right as we're doing that. And I'm looking at Mike like, Don't you say anything. And Saban's like, um, You want to run the fake field goal? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm thinking, all right, I know this is – I got to throw it. So how in the hell am I going to do this? Like, I couldn't lift my arm up. I'm like, this ain't going to be good. So and, for the people uh, that don't know, you did, your shoulder was dislocated. Yeah, dislocation uh, – yeah, dislocated shoulder, sprained AC joint, rotator cuff. Like, it was jacked up. And so uh, we uh, – he's like, all right, let's run it. So we go out there, and I, I told Mike when we were coming from the sideline, I said, listen, I said, I don't know where the hell this ball is going to go, okay? I said, but please just go get it. I said, I'm going to try to throw it to you, but I, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to throw it out there. And I said, just go get it. Do something. And, uh, and so we break out into the formation. I half roll to my right, throw all the way back across the field to my left. And as I'm literally throwing, I feel the shoulder pop back into place. Um, Luckily, it's a beautiful ball. Uh, he catches it. We score a touchdown. I run straight in, uh, straight to the sideline. And I, finally, I tell him, I'm like, hey, we got to go to the back. 
we, we got to give me some medicine to, to help this thing. Some doctor um, feel good. Yeah, go away. And uh, and so for the remainder of the year, hell, I, I didn't throw a pass um, all week during practice. That was the fourth game of the year. We played in the um, beat LSU in the national championship. Um, so for the remainder of the season, I didn't throw one pass during the week, not one. I did nothing but handoffs. I'd go through my reads and uh, just stand there and uh come out on saturday um take some medicine and uh go out and throw for the first time on, on game day and, don't you uh, love when you know like nobody knows you're going through that right because in yeah. alabama look look and people can say what they want to say about alabama like that's the place where like like i think i think nick knows where like jimmy hoffa's buried okay i mean like that's where <laughs> that's the place where intel goes to die and so, right. you know, they, they don't let people in there. And so none of the media knew that. Nobody picked up on that the whole year that you're not practicing, basically. Right. You had the black jersey on because all quarterbacks have black jerseys on, right? right. So <clears throat> nothing was ever out. And, you, you know, AJ's fine. But doesn't it piss you off a little bit when people are like, I can't believe you missed that throw on Saturday. Like, hey, oh, yeah. hey, you know, ass clown. I haven't thrown a ball <laughs> right. all week, and that's my first ball. Right. I missed by an inch and a half. Forgive me. Right. Yeah, you know, it's like they the fans. What the fans don't know is that that kind of stuff goes on, and you're like, you just they're they're drilling your eyes out because the ball's not where it's supposed to be, and you're like, hey, uh-huh. <laughs> that's the first ball I've thrown all all week. Uh, literally, we had no timing, like couldn't work on anything that year. That was a uh, a hard year, and so luckily, um, you know, leading up to the national championship game, you had back in the day, you had a month break, right. um, and I would literally uh, get a shot. Uh, once every two weeks just so I could throw um, during that period. So we at least had some timing, and, and it helped in the national championship game. And two days after that, I had uh, surgery on my shoulder and got it fixed, and uh, and it was great my whole junior year, and then injured it again <laughs> my, my senior year uh, against Tennessee. But, um, yeah, no, nobody really knows that story until yeah. now. Yeah, they do now. Yeah. I knew. Yeah, you did I know. I know. All right. So let's talk about uh let's talk about let's let's I'm gonna rip the scar off. I really hate talking about this. This is really going I'm 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 I still have not watched it. Um let me tell you how it was. I couldn't remember like I just don't watch it. I, I it, it's you know, mine's because of the bonus that I missed out on. So I, that's why, you know, that that that, <laughs> that hurts me. But anyway, so you were a holder your whole life. If you were the holder, but you did not hold your last year, uh, they that's when the first time he went away from like he went, it was like the well no the no I, I held no 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 I held that was the only kick of my whole career I didn't hold huh that was the only kick of my oh, whole oh it was because Griff went in because Griff went in and, and Griff worked with Cody and Cody Mandela in practice would hold for him. That's why, I, dude, I'm sitting there going like, I was sitting there thinking, like I was thinking about this in my head again. And then I was like, over the weekend, I, I've really tried to forget this. I really yeah. have. I mean, people really don't understand. Like, this is a game to everybody, but it really hurt me physically, emotionally, in the bank account. It crushed yeah. me. <laughs> um, not because I bet on the game, because of bonus structure and contracts. So, but... I was trying to figure out, I was like, why was Cody holding that play? And I got, and for whatever reason, I got to my head, I was like, I don't think he held the whole year. And then I, then I was like, uh, AJ wasn't hurt. And I was trying to, I didn't know. But so Cody Mandel was the holder because we used 
a our backup kicker because he could kick it further to try to hit the mm. whatever it was a fifty eight I don't know fifty nine yeah, whatever it was right no but so here's the question if you were the holder for that kick would you have made the tackle? Well, I tell you what I I, I wouldn't have ran the wrong way um, one and then um, I wouldn't have tried to arm tackle. I, I I told you know funny story. I told uh, we were at uh, the award ceremony in Orlando. Um, you know, later after the season before bowl games, and uh, it was the night I won the. Uh, yeah, we were in Orlando. It was the night I won the Maxwell, and we were at the bar. It was me, and my dad, and and Gus uh, Malzon. I loved Gus. Gus was awesome. Uh, Gus recruited me when he was at uh, at Tulsa before and uh, before he went to Auburn. And um, he was just a, a, an awesome dude to sit down and talk to. And we sat there for a while and told stories. And, and I told Gus right then, I said, uh, listen, uh, before we got up to go to the award ceremony, I said, I just want you to know, I said, I might not have made the tackle. I said, but you or some one of your coaches on that sideline were going to get decleated. <laughs> I said, I would. I don't care if I would have got suspended for the rest of the season. I was going to drop kick somebody, uh, like just straight up WWE style. Uh, I but, had my yeah. I had my folder open. I'll go ahead and tell. It. I'll rip the score off. I have a folder open, and I remember Kevin Steele was sitting to my right. Okay, and you know I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I actually grew up an Auburn fan. Okay, and so I lived through the '80s. And Van Tiffin is a legendary Alabama kicker because he walked it off yep. in an Iron Bowl in like '85 or somewhere in there. I think it was '85. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, kicked like a 53 yard, walked off legend. I mean, the guys will never buy another meal in the state of Alabama ever. Okay. And so Griff's coming out, and Griff, we knew had a strong leg, and I remember slapping. And they were debating whether it was going to be one second on. They had this TV timeout or whatever. And I slapped Kevin Steele in the leg. And he took his headset, did his headset like that. And I said, I said, there's no longer going to be a Van Tiffin. There's just going to be Adam Griffin. And he's just going to walk this thing off. And he's going down in lore. I said, let's go. And he kicks it. And what coaches do in the box, and if you're a coach listening, you know exactly what I'm about to say, is it's very hard when you're in the box to tell if a field goal is good or it's not good. So early in my career, I learned that when you're on the road, you look at you're looking at the fans behind it, and if the fans are starting to rip and roar, you know it's no good. If they just don't do anything, it means it's usually right down the middle. And so when he kicked it, I looked at the stands and I see the crowd. They're like, ah, and then they just go silent. I'm going, I, I mean, I start. He's he made it. He made it. He made it. And then it dropped. You know, it was online. Mm -hmm. It just yeah. dropped. And so, contrary to popular belief, a lot of people go, "Well, y'all should have practiced that." And you can, you can, you're here. We practice that every Friday in our walkthrough script before we, yeah. we, we actually went over that scenario the Friday before we went and played the game on Saturday. Okay, but so that was practiced. But I'm watching, so I knew the lanes and everything. And Ed Stinson was our right wing, mm -hmm. and and so I see him, I see uh, Davis come up and then take the left, and you know as he's running down the Auburn sideline. As soon as he went to the sideline, I looked back to see where Ed was because he was contained, and then we had lanes coming in off of it. Like, he was supposed to kick it back into traffic. And as Ed was running, he stepped right 
he did not contain. He went inside right. of an Auburn, inside of an Auburn player, and as soon as he went inside, I literally shut my notebook. I took my headset off. And I got up and walked to the I walked to the uh, elevator. I never saw Davis pass probably the thirty five yard line, and I was standing in the back of the elevator, and the elevator was just shaking. I mean, that place was I mean rocking, rocking. No, it was rocking. And uh, yeah, I, um, so I've never watched it. I've never seen it. I don't watch it anymore. It's it's that was uh, we would have won a national championship. I feel feel very strongly about that. I've never won one. Uh, we played in the playoff the next year. You were gone, but. I've never won one, and I, I don't. I mean, that was my shot. You know what I mean? And um, that one scars me. Uh, probably yeah, to the we, day I die, that will scar. Hell, me. if we just go into overtime, I think we win that game. Um, I mean, because we were throwing all over them. You know, the only Run two things that haunt me haunt haunt me that game, and the second one uh, is because it's the only time I've ever. Saban has ever come to me and been like, um, I regret this. But the first one was one of our last drive. We had a bad snap. Mm. I pick it up. And I literally, as soon as I got it, I saw a window and I threw the um, skinny post to Coop. Yeah. And, I mean, Coop catches it, you know, 10 out of 10 times, like – and this is just the way he takes his eyes off. I mean, he's in between the window, the safety corner, like perfect, wasn't going to get hit. And it just literally like one of those where he's like, oh, and it just goes straight to the ground. We score there. We win the game. Um, and the only other time gone that I was, I was really pissed um, was on the third and fourth down, we ran – Duo, right? And we went heavy, and uh, we ran the ball. And ran duo, right, both times? Yeah, yeah. And and I was super pissed about that because I felt like if we go down, and, and that's the only time I've Saban's ever gone to me and said, I regret uh, on Sunday when I always would meet with him and said, I regret not putting the ball in your hands uh, and letting you on third and fourth down try to get us that first down. Um, and then we missed the field goal, right? Yeah. That would take yep. the lead. And then next series, oh. missed, the, missed the field goal. What well, The crazy thing is, Cade, and Cade was a great dude. Uh, he was struggling during that time. and But we, we kicked the field goal the next series. We drive all the way back down. We kicked the field goal, and he makes it. He finally makes it. It was the only one he made all, all the game. He makes it, and we get a false start. Yeah, which was a total BS call. I mean, it was just brutal. Yeah, and, didn't show uh, up on film. Yeah, didn't show up on film. Like it was just a bad hell. I think when we turned it in, the SEC came out. I have and said, talked like, about that on this podcast. Not that play, but that is one that when we turned it in on Sunday, they come back and they say, "Yeah, we missed that one." Well, thanks. We call. lost the game, and that cost us right. a national championship. Right. Exactly. Because. But we we make that now we go up ten and there's not enough time yeah, left. They can't tie uh, the game, right? They can't. There's no way. And so, um, and then we get that false start. He makes it. Uh, and false start. We go back and then he shanks it way hard left. And that was when they went down and scored with like 36 seconds left or something. Yeah. Um, to uh, tie it up. And so, um, man, that was uh, 
Yeah, that was that was frustrating because we win that game. Hell, we win. I think win three three championships in a row. Um, because I mean, we beat. I think we beat the breaks off of Missouri. Uh, they were they were not very good, and then I think we beat Florida State for sure. Yeah, crazy question because I think I know the answer to this one. If we win the kick six game, do you win the Heisman Trophy that year? I would say so. Because um, you would have had an extra game, and then your highest right. moment would have been the ninety-nine yard touchdown pass to Cooper. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I think it would have definitely helped. Because uh, you finished second set, for the fans that second, don't remember, yeah. and you finished second yeah. behind James Win- uh, Jameson Winston. I can Jameson Jameis Winston. Um, and you would have had the extra game, and then your Heisman moment would have ended up being the ninety-nine yard touchdown pass to Coop. Yeah. Oh, yep. That'd have been fun. Part of it. Yeah, part of it. <laughs> part of it. All right. Um, loudest stadium you've ever played in? Whew. I know people say LSU and stuff like that. LSU was loud for me. Um, the the one time I played in the swamp. Uh, again, my first year starting. Uh, first game playing after my injury. We played Arkansas the week before then we go down to the swamp play them it was a night game um yeah they got the ball he had john brantley at quarterback they they got the ball opening kickoff touchback first play they line up under center um they had two receivers one on each side they literally snap it as he's dropping back you see the receivers are running go routes false start they back it back five. They don't even come back to the huddle. They go back to the same formation and just line up and run the same play and throw an 85-yard bomb on the first play of the game, touchdown, and they uh, right over um, Dre Kirk, uh, Kirk's head. And that is the loudest stadium I've ever been in at that point. There was beach balls, pool noodles everything being tossed around in the stands and i i remember being like damn this place is rocking and so we called the the uh first play from the sideline and go out there they can't hear me say the cadence luckily we got it off they signal in the second play we're in our huddle i'm on the side and i'm literally screaming the play and all i could see is barrett jones and mainly Barrett, and he's screaming back, what? What? I was like, so I called timeout. On the first play? No, this is second play. Oh, so Nick's really Um, fired up about you right now. Yeah, so he's like – Nick loves his timeouts more than he does uh, anything in the world. So he's like, what what are we doing? What are we doing? I'm like, they can't hear the play. Hey, what are we doing, AJ? I'm like, they can't hear the play. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm literally, my helmet was shaking, going back and forth. And uh, and so now that we call the timeout, now it's especially loud. And so uh, he's like, what do you mean they can't hear the play? I'm like, listen, I'm absolutely screaming the play. Nobody in the huddle can hear it. And so I moved. My genius self was like on the sideline. I'm like, listen, this is what we're going to do. I was like, Barrett, you're the smartest I have on the O-line. 
you're going to stand to my left. Then uh, maybe it was Kevin Norwood or Brad Smelly or somebody. I'm like, you stand to my right. I almost called the play out. Anybody can that can hear it, great. If they can't, you two relay it all the way around until we all look at each other and everybody has the play. And then you we're playing a game of telephone in the huddle. Yes, and so for the first drive, maybe drive and a half, um, we literally had to do that. That's how we called plays, and I was like, it, it was unbelievable. I never experienced anything like that uh, before. Um, you're the first, you know, you're the first person that's come up with a swamp. I mean, I knew it was loud, but you're the first person I've heard say the swamp was loudest. Well, that place was. I know rocking. at nighttime it, it can get rocking. No, it it, it was it was rocking. Uh, I mean, uh, of course, you have your usual, you know, Death Valley. Um, hell, I think Mississippi State used to be loud because you had all the cowbells. But uh, dude, I've told people all the time when that place is when Mississippi State when they're rocking. Now we what, got lucky. Yeah. Was that your? It may have been your senior year. We went in there. And we got them. We we got them out of it pretty quick. So they got quiet. Yeah. quick. But I got a headache every yeah. time I leave that place. Yeah, but that place gets loud. I, I go ahead and take two BC powders to start the day. So, <laughs> speaking of BC powders, that's a good transition. We both have um, one other thing we have in common that we love is NASCAR. Yeah. So, you know, when when AJ and I go to we go to Talladega. And we have a strict no cell phone policy. And so over the years, um, I don't know what year this was. This is definitely the story we're going to tell. There's some things we can tell we can't tell because it's a strict no cell phone policy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So one year I'm at South Alabama and um, and Joey Jones, uh, Kane Womack, who's now the head coach, he comes up with us. Um, Joey Jones, um, Bryant Vincent, who is the offensive coordinator at, at – uh, at um, UAB. UAB, thank you, is there. And then my agent decides that he wants to come. He's never been, so my agent flies in. I said, yeah, come on, we'll take care of you. So I'm from close to there, and um, you and I know some people that work for the track. And then uh, my man Greg Montgomery um, gets us hooked up with a bunch of stuff. He's a Chevrolet dealer for down there and all that stuff. So we get we get rolling. So um, I believe it was, we were in your granddad's. We were on Speedway Boulevard which is people yep. that have been to the infield of Talladega. We got a lot of people from the Southeast that listen to this podcast. So they're probably grinning right now. So we would have, who was, who else, whose other RV was it? It was your granddad's and whose, who had the other? Uh, they're, they're buddies. They're buddy. His firefighter. Yeah. So they're all they, firefighters. They would kind of like put the RVs to where everything kind of went on in the middle. And we were down mm-hmm. in, and uh, I guess I can, I won't say exactly where the spot is located. Let's just say it's, it's in the, it's a big place in the middle of turn one and two. Okay. At the end yeah. of Speedway Boulevard. <laughs> And so my agent's down there, and he and he's not from the South, okay? So we'll say that. He's not from the South. And there may or may not have been some moonshine on the RV, okay? Um, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> okay? And so, and it wasn't like like the hard moonshine. It was that moon, it was like the fine moonshine. Like it was like that didn't have any aftertaste. And so I'm on, I don't remember if I was talking to your cousin, Rusty. I don't remember. I was on the, I was on the, on the RV. Okay. And Mm -hmm. you were outside and my agent was outside. I know Greg was outside and um, Kane may have been in there with me. I don't remember. But anyway, long story short, Joey Jones was with us. He was outside. And then you come in, you say, you say, Cisco, you got to come, you got to come get your boy. 
And I was like, what are you talking about? And he decided he was like, everybody was kind of like taking a sip of the moonshine. And he decided to turn the whole thing up. <laughs> and you said, you got to come get your guy. And I was like, what are you talking about? I said, like, he just killed this whole thing. And I thought he was going to die. I, I thought he was going <laughs> to die. So we had to go sit him down. And luckily, hey, he was a soldier, though. He made it the whole night through. He made it. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, but he wasn't he wasn't walking very good. And this is like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. This is like, I mean, we just now finished the nationwide race or whatever it's called now. Right. Yeah. And uh, so it was a long afternoon for him. But the best part about that trip that happened right after that is it really started when you were a youngster, and you and I like to have throwing competitions. We play the goalpost game. Mm, we throw yeah. buckets. And so – there may not have been some moonshine involved, and so we decided between me, you, and Joey Jones, we were going to go out on Speedway Boulevard with footballs, and you had your footballs from uh, – you were the Bengals at the time. You had your bag of balls with you for whatever reason. Why did you have a bag of balls at the at the racetrack? Do you even know? They were just in your truck Well, no, no, well, no, no. no. It, remember, it, it, it wasn't my ball. It, it was a smaller ball that um, – Oh, that's why. We had, yeah, we had ball. kept uh, – we had kept at the motor home like that we always had to throw, but it, it was like a a junior size ball or whatever. Okay. But it, it wasn't. It wasn't. Like, right, we, we'll uh, say it was non-regulation. How about that? Yeah, yeah. So we, just, <laughs> we decided to sit a about forty yards away. They lay out trash cans everywhere, so we got one of these trash cans, and there are people walking up. And I said, AJ, I said, I don't know, man. I don't know if this is a good idea. Cause you know, we're in the RVs, nobody saw you and everything. And you know, you're in Talladega and you're Mr. Alabama. So I was like, this is probably not a good idea. We have a strict, no cell phone policy for you to be. Yeah. And, and it wasn't like you were trying to be inconspicuous. You had like a Cincinnati Bengals shirt on. So yeah. I was like, this is probably not a good idea to go out here on Speedway Boulevard with thousands of people walking up and down and having a throwing contest. And we decided we were going to do it anyway. And yeah. so I was sitting there and I was like, "Is it going?" I said, "I better win quick because this isn't going to last very long because people are going to come up and start taking pictures and all that stuff." So it was me, you, and Joey Jones because Joey wanted to get in on it. Yeah. And so there may have not been a little small uh, wager on the line, and so we like to have the, you know see who could bring the the trash can first, and we were taking turns. And your, your cousin Rusty, he was down there shagging balls and throwing them back. So we yeah. get and we, I, surprisingly, it lasted. We got about ten minutes into this thing, and nobody yeah. bothered. Nobody bothered you. Nobody said anything. And then I see out of the corner of my eye, I see these these two, you know, we'll call them middle-aged fellows, you know, that they were wearing their Dale Earnhardt Senior shirts with their drinking their Natty Light, and they were walking yeah. up and down with, you know, um, you know, they were ready to go. They were they were straight Talladega, and I see them pointing and whispering like, "Hey, that's that's such and such, such and such." And I said, AJ, you see it? I said, Yeah, I see it. And I said, Well, we better get some couple more throws in because I just knew they were going to come bother you or whatever. Right. And they walk up and they go, excuse me, are you Joey Jones? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I slapped you and said, I said, congratulations, son. You have been humbled. Joey, <laughs> Joey was the AJ of Alabama before, you know, back in his day. You know, he was yeah. he was the fan favorite, you know, from Mobile. And uh, they, they recognized Joey uh, as playing for Alabama, but they had no idea who you were. So that was the, yeah. that was the greatest. Was that the well? You're the marshal, grand marshal of the race that week. Was that was that a different? Yeah, one? no. Uh, yeah, that, that was the one you're the grand marshal in too. So you're the grand marshal yeah. of the race, and they and we're out there pl- throwing football in the middle of thousands of people, and they thought and they didn't recognize you. They they recognized Joey yeah. Jones. So good times, good times, good times. I always have fun there. All right, we got a couple more. We're gonna wrap this thing up. Key question is, 
since you're my since you're my tag team partner, do you believe in aliens? <laughs> um, I th- I definitely think there's a uh, another uh, form of life out there. Um, okay, you gonna go the political? Line? We're gonna get political all of a sudden. Here you go. Here you go. Well, I, I, I my, my only thing is there's so many planets. Um, you're just gonna prop by math by straight math odds because we know how much you love your math. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I just I'm just thinking there's so many planets. There's got to be another form of life somewhere. Um, there's been too many, you know, whether it's UFO sightings or however you want to label it. Um, I just think that there's got to be something. Uh, and hell, they, they're probably on their planet and uh, thinking the else. same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking yeah. Of there's some, something else. So I think there's got to be something out there. Um, Do you want to know? Like, or you just want it to be like you don't want to know? Well, hell, I, you know, I, I've seen a, a, a couple people. Um, Walking around Mobile, and I think they're already down here, brother. <laughs> <laughs> like, that dude ain't from this planet. There ain't no way. That's beautiful. So, it's uh, probably, you... I mean, I, you know, I probably got friends that are those. So <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, I'll be good whenever <laughs> they decide to invade. I love it. All right, yeah, you got me on that one. All right. What's the chances, just for my sanity, can you do me a favor? So yeah. we got free agency coming up in March. Okay, whether you go back to the Falcons or where you go, wherever you go, can we get you back yeah. at number ten, please? Whew. Well, I, I, so I tried to get ten. Um, uh, I had texted Art when I first signed, um, and told Art like, "Hey," uh, he asked me what number I wanted, and I was like, "Let me get 10. and um, I, so I. I I was going to get it in Atlanta, but uh, come to find out, it was retired. None of us had a clue. Um, Who's got number ten in Atlanta? Uh, it's an old quarterback. Uh, I can't. I can't remember his name. Is that um, uh, Wojciechowski? Not Wojciechowski. I don't know. Janikowski. What is the, what's my guy's name? That no, no, no. It's not Chandler. He wore is it? eleven. No. I can't remember. He played. He played quarterback. Um, I, I'm embarrassed. I don't know that because I'm. A, I, I was a Falcons fan growing up. Yeah, right, so I, I, I couldn't tell you. Let's say that it's one of the other thirty to thirty-one teams. Can we get you in number ten, please? Even if you have to yeah. pay a small nominal fee to whoever has number ten. Uh, listen, you, you know I ain't. I ain't paying nobody nothing. I know you won't pay a dollar. For you're <laughs> yeah. not gonna pay. You're not gonna give them a dollar. What's the most like out of curiosity? Have you ever tried to get number ten and somebody said they would give it to you, but it cost they would cost you? Uh, yeah. Um, don't tell me who it was. How much was it going to cost? In, in, in Cincinnati, uh, hell, Huber, tell, I mean, he would tell anybody, but the punter, he's still there. Um, and so when I got drafted, I, I said, you know, would you ever be willing? And, and, uh, I think he said, yeah, for, it was 10 or 15,000. Uh, I'll give you the number. I'm thinking. Ain't no way in hell. I'll just change this number. <laughs> I don't care about it that much. Hey, I, I, but you, you'll pay $20,000 for your internet, but you won't pay $10,000 to get 10 back. Yeah. Well, listen, I, you know, I, at least I get something out of that internet if I ever, and luckily I didn't have to pay that either. It, yeah, it throws me off. I, I can't, like, I don't see, 
I can't see you in anything but ten. The the other number I really like more in uh, I mean if I if I don't get ten, I like I, I've come to grow with uh, number two. I really like it. Why? Where did that come from? I don't from? know. I just uh, when when I was in Oakland, uh they stuck me in when they traded for me, stuck me in fifteen and I went to Gru and I was like, Grew. I get me out of this. Like, ain't no way in hell. Um, he was like, "Oh, you don't like it?" I'm like, "Nope." I like get me out of it. Um, I'm like, I, I just, I, I can't rock it. Like, it doesn't it's not me. And uh, and so uh, he was like, "What number you want?" And so they gave me an option. And so I was like, "Let me go with two. Just see how it is." And so ever since then, I, I just like it. I think it's a. It looks. It usually is a good looking number on a jersey. Um, and so when I went to Houston, uh, I rocked it, and uh, for those two years, and so. All right, special uh, special request from the old ball coach. Can we please get yeah. you back in ten? If yeah, no, I mean, it, if it, the opportunity yeah, it, arises, can we get you back in yeah. ten? It really, it's I can't. There. You know, your email's got ten in it. Everything's got ten in it. Everything's got yeah. ten in it. I, I can't do the other numbers, like <laughs> you know. Anyway, no, I'm with you. Yeah, I, can't you, do it. I mean, that's the same same thing. My mom. Uh, she always says so. I've been rocking it since you were thirteen, man. I'm, 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 I'm I, I, yeah. I'm, I can't visually see anything else. So, like, I, I still call will. you like, like it was very hard for me. Is after when you went to the NFL, is one of your nicknames that I had for you was ten. Ten, yeah. And then now yeah. I can't call you ten anymore because you're five. Now you're two. Yeah. I don't, I, <laughs> it's one less nickname. All right. So, yeah. All right, we're fixing to wrap this thing up, but I got a couple. You know. We can't wrap this up without talking about the kids. You are now yeah. – this is why you're going to get gray like me. You're now the proud father of three boys like I am, okay? So you mm-hmm. caught me, okay? But your your kid's name – so your oldest is Trip, okay? Trip. Your middle one's Cash. Yep. And your youngest one's Gunner. So you yep. got to – Gunner Cruz. Gunner Cruz. So you got to be honest with me because I know how you think. And, and yeah. nobody's probably ever asked you this, but I, I've just I, I've been wanting to ask you this. You were thinking about like cool athlete names when you named your kids, wasn't you? Oh, a hundred percent. What what dad doesn't like? I mean, unless you're in like you know the tech industry and uh, you're yeah. hoping your kid just like builds computers or something. But uh, well, Trip is Trip because he's Raymond Anthony the third. Okay, right. Because your yeah. real name, people don't. So your name is is Raymond Anthony the second. I guess are you called yeah. the second now? Or are you still junior? Junior. I mean, I know yeah, I know junior. what it used to be, but now are you considered junior still? I yeah, don't know yeah. how it goes. So that's where AJ came from was Anthony Junior. That's how AJ mm-hmm. became AJ instead of instead of your name. But right. you know, Trips the third, so it's Trip. Okay, I like that. Mm-hmm. So that was very creative. Okay, I knew yeah. that. And then Cash, I knew as soon as I, as soon as you told me I'm naming the new one Cash, that's when it started clicking my head. And then you're wanting the last one to be a, he's already already a mammoth. The baby's already huge. Oh, it's so huge. So Gunner, so you want Gunner as a quarterback? Yeah. Well, I, it, and, and, we and Catherine the, came up with Cruz because she likes Tom Cruise, right? Call me a liar. No, <laughs> I, I I literally our our deal the whole time was hey if we have a girl if we ever have a girl you get to name the girl. And, uh, but if we have boys, I get to name all the boys, whatever I want. And so, uh, she's pissed. She was, oh, yeah, she was pissed. Um, cause she never got to name any of them. But, uh, no, I cash, um, his is Cash Carter. And so, um, I, I just liked that. I thought, you know, Johnny Cash and, uh, 
Oh, I know. Clint Boyer's, Clint Boyer's son is uh, – his son's name is Cash. And so there was multiple people, and I'm, I was just like, man, I've always liked that. It was a cool name. And uh, and so that's why I went that route for him. And then uh, Gunner Cruz, and we call him Cruz. Like, but, yeah, when you, when you think of, like, all right, if they do write – headlines uh if you play sports if the if he's in the you know the mobile press register like if he plays well it's like you know uh, cash was cash money or whatever but and i'm also sitting there so you have to think of the bad it's like all right well if he plays bad it's like the bank is empty or something like that cash is going broke yeah right so it's like you have to think of all the things um then, I think he'll be all right though, because he. I think he's gonna grow. Like, that's the one thing that um, it's kind of like if you're one of my kids, like they're gonna get the worst ribbing at home. They're you're. Oh uh, yeah. They, they can't. They they'll grow up tough. They'll be okay. And especially that one, my middle one, uh, Cash is. Oh boy, he's uh he is me made over like from a mindset and stubbornness. Yeah, congratulations and, on that. Oh, yeah, you know all that he stuff is, you put uh, me through. Wait till they get a teenager. That's that's the best part. Uh, man, I'm not looking forward to. Uh, well, I am, but uh, he, we we might have some fights. Uh, me and him, he's gonna test me. Yeah, we we uh, me and my me and my uh, my middle ones just like me too, and we yeah. we, uh, we butt heads <laughs> a little bit. And remind you, you would you would not you'd be like, <laughs> let me tell you how to deal with that one. <laughs> All right, what's the what's the best food? The best food that Catherine cooks, man. She she loves uh, cooking. Like um, she makes a Cajun style. Um, I see you looking over grits. there. You trying? She she can hear you. So you're trying to you're you're trying to get some brownie. Yeah, well, she, I'm no no no. Is she uh, what would you say? <laughs> I mean, uh, for me, it's shrimp and grits. Like whenever that's on the shrimp list, like she'll, Catherine can she'll cook shrimp and grits. Oh, dude, she makes a Cajun shrimp and grits that. Like is unbelievable. Like literally could easily go in any seafood restaurant around here and should put like cut up uh Koneka sausage with crispy bacon, like all kind of stuff in there. Um and uh I mean it's just phenomenal. Um that she she made a first time ever um last week red beans and rice. Okay. Uh which was phenomenal and made everything from scratch. Koneka sausage yeah. in it? Yeah, yeah, oh. made it from scratch. So uh, she has a bunch of things. She she's an excellent cook. Now I I know not to push the limit on because she's only going to cook like two or three times a week. Like you can't. She's not a come home every day like she's going to cook because she ends up just getting to her limit where she's like, well, yeah, she's got three kids. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I, and I'm all for it. Um, but I can already. <laughs> already tell like all right uh you cooked two nights in a row like i'm not even gonna ask what's for dinner like i'll, I'll just go, go straight pick to something up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, how many times a week have you eaten what's your average now what are we down to eating at fusaclis how many times it, yeah I, I haven't i haven't had the food um hardly ever so in the off season i i try to uh limit bread as much as possible um now i'll have it every once in a while uh but in the off season is usually when we try to uh, either eat what she's cooking or um, eat a healthier deal of some sort. Uh, Cause I know if I don't, then 
um, that's, you know, when you take that two week break after the season, like you can gain 30 pounds, like it's nothing. So, uh, I, I try to, I try to limit myself. The food, the food is one place when I go to Mobile, I'm going to eat. I'm going to find oh, food and eat. Phenomenal. Yeah. I'm yeah. I, I definitely go like as soon as I get back in town after the season, like it's that dreamland, like even though I haven't had dreamland since I've been home uh, either, because I know if I sit there, I'll eat a whole plate of bread with sauce, but um, with a sweet and low in the sauce. Do what? I like to put the sweet and low in their sauce. Like you take a packet of sweet and low, you put it in their sauce, you stir it up and you dip the bread in there. In barbecue sauce? Yeah. Really? And no, not in barbecue sauce, in Dreamland's barbecue sauce. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. In their sauce, and I get through it white bread, and I just dip it in there and just, I can drink it. I mean, that's, that's where it's Damn, at. I'm there. I, I, I don't, it, was, it just makes it sweeter? I don't know. I just like somebody, I don't remember who, I remember it was, it was uh, Shane Sullivan, somebody, one of them told me that, showed me that trick one time, and I did it. Because we used to go down there all the time, you know, because it's right down right, the road right, from St. Paul's. Right down yeah. And every time I'll go back, that's what I do. Hey, now that now that I'm living up here and you're down there, and we don't get into trouble as much anymore. Was Catherine really? Was she? Because she she played like it was right when y'all first got married. So mm-hmm. I just knew I was going to get you divorced before before you even got started. But was she ever <laughs> like? Was she ever mad at you for when I would come over? Like after we'd play golf all day, then we'd come over and go and do eye racing in the in the basement. Was she? Would she get pissed off? No, no. She's hell. She's so used to it now. Um, <laughs> I mean, she. She doesn't care. She kind of just lets me. She's uh, giving you the roll. cut stink eye right now. I can tell. No, she's actually facing the other way. <laughs> um, she's got the. Yeah, she can't hear what I'm saying. Look. She can't hear you're in the yeah. She can't hear what I'm saying. Yeah, no. <laughs> but uh, no, she's used to it now. You know, she's a saint I, for putting up with you. I can tell you that she is oh, a saint. 100%. Like, yeah, she's a saint. They there. There's going to be a special spot in heaven because I tell you right now. I would get home. So my wife, I had, I already had three, and I think you had one at the time. And mm-hmm. we would go play golf. Um, before. <laughs> Thank you to the IWP rule, NCAA, because I had about two months to where you and I play golf every day all over the place. Yeah. And I would, and we would, we would leave if we were playing, if we were playing like in Biloxi or somewhere like that, we'd stop at your house and way back, and back. drink a couple of carbonated sodas and um, did eye racing, and. Yeah. Um, and I would you get mad at me when I wrecked your car and your account? Um, <laughs> but the uh, but you know my wife would be mad when I get back. She's like, "You've been gone for fourteen hours. How long were you around yeah. golf?" Ah, it's like, it was right. like, they were so slow in front of us, and we were just yeah. had to wait and wait and wait. But all right, before we close it, we're just to close it up. Tell how how we feeling? How's the rehab going? We'll get one. We'll get the because I know the truth, but I know what's going on when you're ready to go. But how's the rehab yeah. going? No, it's going great. I we'll be serious for about we'll be serious for about thirty seconds as we close it up. Yeah, two weeks ago, um, I was four and a half months. Um, tomorrow will be uh, yeah, five months out from uh, surgery. But two and a half weeks ago, I was up in Birmingham with uh, Dr. Kane and Kevin Woke and all them, and got cleared uh, to do pretty much everything other than contact, but. Um, I mean, to, to get cleared from, hell, you know, from an ACL uh, reconstructional surgery and um, be cleared at four and a half months out is uh, pretty incredible. So, Dr. Kane um, is a wizard, just so you know. He, he's like, yeah, 
No, he's great. If if anything ever happens, knock on wood, to mine, that's I don't care yeah. how much it costs, what out of network pocket, I don't wear they're gonna right. see Dr. Lyle Kane, the best in the business, yeah. period. Yeah, him him and, and Kevin are awesome team to, you know, uh deal with and be a part of and uh but I, I feel great. I've been doing drops and throwing and everything else. Um you know, I was I was doing that before the season ended in Atlanta, so uh Feels great. I just got to keep building strength up in it, but uh, I'll be completely, I mean, ready to go um, by OTAs. All right. So the next time we go on a golf course, there's not going to be an excuse where I haven't been able to swing a golf club in this amount. It's just you. you well, now I haven't been able to swing a golf club, so I got to get, but uh, I'll be ready to go by that time. Oh, you'll be ready? Yeah, All I'll right. be ready to go. Well, AJ, I thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's been a blast. You're more than welcome to come back on anytime. You know, I love you to death. Yeah. Um, it's been a – it's it's one of the most unique relationships in my life because, I, I mean, again, you're 13 years old, so you were like a kid when I, when I started meeting you. Then it turned into being more of a mentor thing, you know, a college coach thing, and then now it's like you're yep. – like, now it's like you're my brother, like my little brother. Yep. Um, so it's a, it's a very unique um, – when they, they say the player-coach relationship lasts a long time, it's been, it's been a minute. So I've actually, yeah, we've known each other longer than we've been like more than half our life. So it's a, it's a unique, uh, think about that. We're getting old, dude. Uh, old. So old. I look forward to it. Can't wait to see you next, uh, next year wearing number 10, wherever you're located. Yep. And if it's in Atlanta, we'll just have to go buy it from somebody. We'll have to unretire it. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to thank nice. AJ for joining us today. I appreciate you having me on. Um, love you to death. Uh, Definitely, like you said, created some unbelievable memories um, growing up and uh, and look forward to many more. And uh, until next time, take care. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.